The Pelicans can clinch a spot in the play-in tournament tonight, and if they do, does anything change in how they approach the next couple of games? Plus, will Larry Nance Jr. eventually play more than Jackson Hayes? And with CJ McCollum in New Orleans, is it now a free agent destination? It's a mailbag episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Tuesday, a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans. They're taking on the Sacramento Kings tonight on the road, the end of a four-game road trip, chance to clinch a spot in the play-in tournament We'll see if they can get it done. And today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com, use promo code MBA, or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week wherever you get your pod- podcast, no paywall or anything like that. And we're on YouTube as well. All right, it's a mailbag episode of Locked On Pelicans. Click it off, ask for a couple of questions you all delivered here first one comes from pelicans 12 at pels 12 you already know who that is if you don't they're having a watch party at mid-city yacht club for the memphis game on saturday and this one is simple if the pelicans clinch tonight does that change the approach towards the final games of the season the so if the pelicans clinch tonight one wonderful you're in the play-in tournament from where they started the season this is an impressive turnaround congrats but there's still more work to be done. And because of that, I don't know if that really changes the approach. I don't think you'll really see them rest guys or anything along those lines. I think they'd like to host that game, which means you're going to need to wait a little bit because San Antonio still got to lose some games, which they should do. Their schedule is tough going forward. And as tough as it is, it probably doesn't put them out of the playing tournament because the Lakers have utterly collapsed. But until you absolutely clinch that home play-in tournament game, I don't think Willie Green should really try and change anything up. And a part of that also is because he's still figuring things out, it feels like, right? We were pretty annoyed with the rotations, that game against the Los Angeles Clippers. To a lesser extent, the game before that, the win over the Los Angeles Lakers. Too much Devontae Graham, and congrats to him and and Kansas winning and beating North Carolina with that comeback that they had. Maybe he's due for a big game after that and the Jayhawks getting that win. But... We're still not thrilled with the rotation. And so Willie Green needs to have his guys playing hard to really figure out what combinations of guys are working, what lineups, what should the sub pattern be? Because certainly he hasn't figured it out yet. He has an infatuation with certain guys. And this is going to go into something that we will talk about in the next segment, right? He loves these veterans. Larry Nance Jr. over Jackson Hayes at some point, maybe. So it seems like if that guy being Devontae Graham, and some of the others don't really get it going in the next couple of games, you know, he needs to know that going into the playing tournament because you don't want to be relying on those guys and they're just simply not delivering. So part of me doesn't want him to change things so that he can see some of these guys ain't playing too good. And so 
I want him to not rest players and to go with his normal rotation. The other thing is, look, this team's not amazing, right? You can beat up on the Los Angeles Lakers, but the Lakers stink. You still lose games, even without Brandon Ingram, to the San Antonio Spurs. You get your butts kicked at full strength, even though there was some stuff to it, right, against the Los Angeles Clippers. You can't, this isn't a team that's like, oh, we're good enough to rest some players down the stretch. You need all the reps you can get. This is not a team that's beyond the play-in tournament. They're not a team that really would be beyond the sixth seed at best in the Western Conference, even if they were healthy all year, when you're not factoring Zion Williamson in. Brandon Ingram's missed a lot of games. So, no, this isn't a team that gets to take a break. At the very least, not until they get to the ninth spot. They should be running their regular rotations, or more importantly, or said better, they should be really trying to dial those in. You're going to go with eight guys, maybe nine if there's foul trouble in the playing tournament game. Who are those nine guys? Who are those eight guys? Is it Devontae Graham? Or is it a guy like Jose Alvarado who's really giving you quality minutes? And I took a look at the on-off numbers with Jose Alvarado and... Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham, when he's on the court for the Pelicans, is a positive plus six in terms of net rating. Offensive rating minus defensive rating. It's positive. That's good. You're winning games with a positive net rating. Positive point six. Okay, it's moving in the right direction. Jose Alvarado on the court for the Pelicans. Positive 9.3. Better offense. Much, much, much better defense. While a lot of the other numbers tend to remain the same. So this is something that Willie Green needs to really start to dial in for the next couple of games, because if he doesn't, and he runs with the wrong rotation in the playing tournament, look, Greg Popovich is a smart dude. He's a really good coach. He's the all-time winningest coach in NBA history now. You don't want to come in and get outcoached by him, so get your make sure your best players are out there on the court, make sure they're ready to play, and have a little bit of momentum and chemistry built up to that. So if the Pelicans clinch tonight, we celebrate. We'll celebrate tomorrow on the podcast. Don't worry. I don't know if I have any like poppers or confetti or something like that, but maybe maybe we'll get some some props on involved in the show. But there's still a lot of work to be done. And this team wants to win and try and get into the playoffs. So, no, I don't think they'll really do anything different, nor should they do anything different if they clinch tonight, other than be really happy because at least you made it this far, and that's an incredible turnaround after the what was you know a really rough start to the beginning of the season. All right, coming up next, let's talk a little bit about Larry Nance Jr. and Jackson Hayes, their roles on the team. And will you see a guy like Larry Nance Jr. playing more than Jackson Hayes? That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love Prize Picks, and I know you will too. It's super simple to use. You pick two to five players in an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. And it's really simple. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It really is that easy. And again, with those projected numbers, you're not playing against other players. You're not playing against people who do this for a living. You're not going up against people who have mounds of screens and a machine learning algorithm to tell you what to, you know, that's telling them what to do and all of that stuff. It's just you versus the projected numbers. You see an over-under, you pick above it, you pick below it. You're a smart person, you know basketball, you know other sports, you can make some money this way and have a lot of fun doing it. Prize Picks is safe and they offer fast withdrawals and you get to use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. And they have any prop you can think of, point scores, rebounds, steals, blocks, 
You a Herb Jones fan? Of course you are. And they allow mixed sports entries, so they don't offer just NBA, right? When it's in-season, college football, the NFL, we've got soccer around the corner, sorry, baseball around the corner, soccer's going on, they got MMA and more. So for a limited time, PrizePix is an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Our users are going to get $50 for free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point, but you got to use the promo code NBA. That's right, this is an exclusive offer available for Locked On Pelicans fans. Sign up today, use promo code NBA, $50 for free, if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point. Today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans is also brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. So you can find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcasts, interviews, all for the different leagues this season. And BetOnline is your con- continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting. You would have made a killing. Betting on Kansas in those in-game lines, esports and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Kansas minus four. They won by three. You took that. That would have been great. But if you took the live betting when you knew they still were probably going to win and maybe make a run and come back, which they did, would it counterbalance that minus four you took. So keep an eye on those live in-game betting lines. Those are a great way to make the games more interesting. You can do it all over at betonline.net. Bet online where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week for you all covering everything you want to know about this team Monday through Friday. No paywall, anything like that. And now for your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of all the games around the NBA covering everything you want to know about that. The local experts giving you the big takeaway. You can't get all of the context in a box score. All right, so we're continuing the mailbag here in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans, and I liked this question. It comes from uh, Taylor Montgomery, T.H. Montgomery on Twitter. As Larry Nance Jr. gets back into playing shape and becomes more familiar with the offense and defense, does his role become larger than Jackson Hayes' going into the play-in tournament? This was a really intriguing question, and I think there is a good chance that this could be the case and what you might see the Pelicans end up doing. Willie Green very clearly likes to rely on his veterans in some capacity, even if we don't like it at times. First it was Garrett Temple, then it was a little bit of Tony Snell. Now it seems to be Devontae Graham. And Larry Nance Jr. has made a positive impact in New Orleans so far. The numbers don't jump out at you necessarily. And we got to look at kind of the per 36-minute numbers here to really kind of give you a fair comparison because he's not playing a ton because he is working his way back from that injury. You know, he's averaging 7 points and 4.8 rebounds per game. But if you get it out to per 36 minutes, which he would not be playing, It comes to, where did it just go? 12.2 points per game, 8.4 rebounds, 2.1 blocks. He's doing it also while shooting well from three, but that's a little bit of fool's gold there. Compare that to Jackson Hayes, right? Jackson Hayes' numbers are a little bit more eye-popping when it comes to the points per game compared to, or not points per game, points per 36 minutes compared to Larry Nance Jr. 16.6 points per 36 minutes, about the same amount of rebounds, actually tick less. Close to blocks, 1.5 to 2.1. And they're shooting pretty similar percentages overall. But it feels like Larry Nance Jr. is the safer choice, right? When you need a stop, when you need some defense, he's a guy that you feel can really kind of, I don't know, you trust 
late in game situations. And look at that game against the Los Angeles Lakers, a close game going into the fourth quarter throughout the entirety of the fourth quarter. And Jackson Hayes didn't play in the final five minutes of that one. You know, I'm trying to drag the slider out here to see when he did play and then he might not have played in the fourth quarter at all. And so that kind of gives you an idea of a clutch game. If they're not playing Jackson Hayes, that probably isn't the way that they're going to go. Yeah, he didn't play in the fourth quarter of the Laker game um, at all. So that's probably going to kind of indicate that Larry Nance Jr. will be getting some of those minutes. I think it could be matchup dependent. You've seen Willie Green be a little bit worried about that. Again, it's part of the reason why you're probably not seeing Jose Alvarado there, even though it's not like Devontae Graham's really taller than him, and certainly Jose Alvarado plays taller than he is. But he seems to like guys like Najee Marshall and Trey Murphy and want to kind of put an extra wing out there in clutch time, crunch time, rather than two bigs. Certainly Valanciunas is going to be there, Brandon Ingram is going to be there, Herb Jones is going to be there, and CJ McCollum is going to be there. But it seems like they want that defensive versatility. One that kind of rules out Jackson Hayes. He struggles guarding the four out there on the perimeter. If you do Bo Blyam, every now and then he has a chance to kind of get like this weird backhanded block or like reach around block because he's so springy and athletic and his arms are so damn long, but he struggles out there in space. Larry Nance Jr. is a little bit better with that, but I think of all the people that Willie Green wants to go with, it's one of those wings, Najee Marshall or Trey Murphy. It's just one of them, none of them, I should say, have really kind of established themselves in that role. So yeah, if it comes down to Larry Nance Jr. or Jackson Hayes, I see it being Larry Nance Jr. He has a penchant to come up with big blocks, right? You probably trust him more in those situations at the rim than Jackson Hayes. Hayes might have the flashier ones, but I trust that Larry Nance Jr. is going to be in the right place to get the block. I do not say the same when it comes to Jackson Hayes. So I pick Larry Nance Jr. over Hayes probably if it comes to an eight-man rotation. I think Jackson Hayes still starts, but you probably don't see him play in the fourth quarter. And you give those minutes to a guy like Larry Nance Jr. But I think Willie Green would really like one of Najee Marshall or Trey Murphy III to really establish themselves as a guy that could be in the closing lineup. Look, Trey Murphy III makes sense. Threes, defense, rebounding. You know, Najee's kind of that, but with a lower ceiling and not nearly as good. Okay. And he's more aggressive when he gets downhill and drives, but not a good three-point shooter. So, you know, it kind of is pick pick what you want. I don't know if they need a downhill guy in a lineup like that. I think they need the three-point shooting more, and that leads me to believe that, you know, an ideal world it would be Trey Murphy. He just kind of hasn't grown into that role yet, but it might give you an idea of a preview of what his role really might be next season, which is exciting. We want to see him do well. We've wanted to see more minutes from him. And certainly, I think they'd like to give it to him now, but maybe this is where if he really starts to establish himself over these final four games, he can carve out a rotation role for the play-in tournament, the home game at least, and then hopefully if they win that, the next one too. I think that's still up in the air right now, and that's why, again, you don't really rest players yet in these final, however many games, four games or so of the season because you really, really need to try and figure out what's working, what isn't, 
Who are the guys that you trust? Who are the guys that you're going to play? Hopefully, Trey Murphy establishes himself. But yeah, if it's if we're going kind of by the question here, it's definitely going to be Larry Nance Jr. over Jackson Hayes. I think that game against against the Los Angeles Lakers in the you know clutch time in the final five minutes kind of tipped Willie Green's hand when it came to that one. So coming up, I like this next question: Has CJ's arrival? kind of changed things in terms of New Orleans being perceived maybe and as a free agent destination. Let's clear up some misconceptions around that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by rockauto.com. Oh, I just used this the other day a bunch. Uh, rockauto.com is the best place to get all of your auto parts. If you go down to a chain store, you're going to walk in, you're going to tell them what you need for your car. They're going to ask you a couple questions that you may or may not know the answer to. You know the make and model of your car? You know the specific trim? Maybe not. They're going to ask you all those questions. Then they're going to order a part that that doesn't really apply to. It's going to be whatever they have in their warehouse. It's going to maybe fit your car okay, but maybe not perfectly. If you're working on your car yourself, you know that that is a disaster waiting to happen. RockAuto.com is the way to go. You get to save time and money when cho- when using RockAuto.com. Do not choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. Honda Odyssey fuel pump, $353 from a chain store, $216 from RockAuto.com. I just ordered a bunch of stuff for the car from 1976 that I have. I'm going to redo the vacuum system on that. Um, I want to change out some of the spark plug wires, make them look all pretty and everything. Um, and I need to get new, eventually new exhaust headers put on there too. I don't even look anywhere else. I just go to rockauto.com because I know the prices are always reliably low. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And rockauto.com has reliably low prices for every customer. You don't need to be a mechanic to get a discount like you do at a lot of the chain stores. It's just going to be the lowest price possible. Or you can even spend more. You can choose the specifications you want. You want the good parts? You can get that. You need something that's just going to hold your car together in the meantime and fit your budget? You can get that too. So go explore their easy-to-use website. It really is easy today to Find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Monday through Friday, five days a week. No paywall or anything like that. Pelicans talk right now. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. All right. Final question. And I just lost where who sent this one to me on Twitter. And I feel bad. So I'm sorry. Um, if you tweet at me tomorrow, I'll shout it out. Maybe I can find it while I try and talk through this here. So the question was essentially... You know, now that CJ is here and he's brought a lot of good press to New Orleans, he says a lot of the right things, right? You know, we've heard him say, like, I love being here. The weather is great. I get to eat gumbo every single day. Here are some of the restaurants that I've tried, as he's mentioned on the podcast. You know, has that done anything to maybe change the perception of New Orleans and turned it into a free agent destination? Hold on, I've got the I got the Twitter handle here. This comes from Church of Chet. It's at Connor C O N N E R S one underscore. We're gonna end a little bit on a down here. I don't think it changes that much. I, I I've been telling you for a long time. I don't think New Orleans is a free agent destination. I don't think that's gonna change anytime soon. So first and foremost, with C J McCollum here, 
while he chose New Orleans, yes, and worked with the Portland Trailblazers on trade, it wasn't like he just straight up picked his destination, right? Not every team was actually looking to bring him in. He didn't have his chance in free agency, like in free agency where you could go to any team. You go anywhere, right? You could meet with anyone. That wasn't on the table. There were maybe three teams probably on the table for CJ McCollum, and he kind of gave his preference to the Portland Trailblazers. And that just so happened to kind of match up with the best deal that they got. But if it didn't, he wasn't coming here even if he really wanted to. So while he chose New Orleans, it was from a much smaller menu, right? More limited options than it was all over. So would he have chosen New Orleans if he could have picked any team? Maybe, but we don't know, right? And historically, New Orleans has not been a free agent destination. And every time you start to think there's a little bit momentum there, it kind of comes crashing down, right? J.J. Redick signing here was a big deal. That's a big-name player that almost every single team in the league could use, and at $12.5 million, that was a good price. Did it really change anything with New Orleans? They couldn't give their money away last offseason. They offered Chris Paul way more than he got from the Phoenix Suns. Same for Kyle Lowry. Those guys went to winning situations. That is what is going to do it. There are two things in the NBA that will attract, well, three things, really. One is money. That can sometimes be the number one thing. The other thing is, is it a winning situation? Kyle Lowry chose the Miami Heat. Chris Paul chose the Phoenix Suns, right? Those were winning situations that were more attractive than the money. New Orleans does not have that track record. Getting into the play-in tournament, doesn't change that, I think, a ton as an outside perception. You've got to do it for multiple years. New Orleans can build that and they can get that here. You know, the other thing is some of those other parts of things, right? The stuff that I've talked about, the stuff that the players are looking for. There's a reason guys want to go to L.A., why they want to go to New York. It's not always because those teams are good. They want to live in those cities for a variety of reasons. Yes, there's nightlife here. It's very cool that a bunch of the players from the team went out to the treehouse after the Jose Alvarado contract. That was awesome. But that's one of the better spots for that, right? They don't have as many options as they do elsewhere. Told you, Zion, Zion likes going to strip clubs. Strip club options are better in New York. Maybe that plays a part because I have everyone ask me, and I talked about this at Mid City Yacht Club on Friday with the Zion stuff, right? Why would, you know, I had multiple people say, why would he want to go to the Knicks? They're not a better winning situation than New Orleans is. I agree. I'm with you. The Knicks are a disaster right now. Who knows what's going to happen with Julius Randle there? I don't know if it's just only about that, right? Those are the three big things. It's kind of like the quality of life in the city you live in, the money, and the winning situation. Different guys value that differently. And so you need to keep that in mind. And while, yeah, it's nice that he can eat gumbo all day. And trust me, I do it a lot of the time. I don't. If an NBA player is picking New Orleans because they can get gumbo all day, they might be doing free agency wrong in a way, or they might actually be doing it right, depending on how you think about it, right? The other thing to kind of keep in mind with CJ McCollum, a little bit older, you know, on this podcast, he's talking about playing the rest of his career here in New Orleans because he doesn't have as much time as, say, a 22-year-old, a 24-year-old does. And so that's something you've got to kind of keep in mind, too. His mindset's probably a little bit different than a lot of those top players that they would be trying to chase in free agency. And again, New Orleans just never has been. There is a reason for it, right? Because of some of those things that I have said. Because they haven't built up that winningness of all of it. 
And so once they do that, then I think the perception will change. Look, it's nice press. It's nice that he's doing all this and saying all of the right things. And he's good at this. But that's not going to attract free agents here. It's going to be money, winning, and if they're sold on kind of living here overall. If some of those things are out of whack, I don't think it's going to be there. And look, I don't. I think this is a little bit moot, right? It's not like the Pugs are going to have tons of money to spend in free agency or anything like that going forward. Their big offseason is going to be the mid-level exception in some capacity and hopefully a really good draft pick, or even better, hopefully two really good draft picks. That's what they're going to have to use. So I don't think they're going to ever really have in the Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, certainly CJ McCollum era, a ton of money to spend in free agency. So it's probably a little bit moot. It's nice that he's willing to recruit. But again, other guys have, and that hasn't worked. You know, Anthony Davis was recruiting. Didn't really end up working out with some of those big name free agents or anything like that. Just kind of the realities right now. There are definite disadvantages to being a small market, which is why you all tune it into Lockdown Pelicans, getting us into the top six of team shows is actually really, really impressive. You should be really proud of what you are accomplishing as a fan base from all of that stuff. That's why New Orleans, being as competitive as they are right now without Zion Williamson and getting into the playing tournament after that start should be really proud because in one sense, they are building a franchise at a disadvantage compared to a lot of other teams. So, look, I'm happy he's here. I'm happy for the nice press. It's really great to see him embracing the city. But no, I don't think this is really changing the perception of the the team around the league necessarily in terms of players being like, yeah, I want to go there really badly. That can change with time. But it's going to really be winning, I feel, more than anything else. And then New Orleans just isn't going to have the money to pay some of those top guys. But maybe it helps a little bit with some of the fringier guys. But I don't even know if it's going to factor in that much because usually those guys, it's just most money possible. So they're going to be on a level playing field with a lot of other teams when it comes to the mid-level exception as they're all trying to use that. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Enjoy the game tonight. Hopefully, when you're watching me next, we're celebrating a little bit. You know, we'll be live a couple minutes, like 30 minutes after the game against the Sacramento Kings. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.